And thank you, Denari. Happy birthday, Denari. Everybody say happy birthday, Denari. Today is his 14th birthday. Amen. My man, happy birthday. Wow. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, first of all, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your knowledge. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your deliverance power. We thank you for your keeping power. We thank you, Lord, for the Kelly family, who's been such a blessing to this ministry. Thank you for putting your arms around them in these difficult times. Thank you for the strength that Phil has. Lord, continue to bless him and his awesome wife uh, as they walk through this journey. Bless those grandchildren who lost an awesome grandmother. So, Lord, we pray for strength and healing. Lord, as we go forth in this message, let your words touch the heart of someone and let their life be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So I'm excited. Uh, Glad to see you all out there today. uh, the, the lesson today, and I won't get through it all today because of time's sake, but the, the kingdom agenda, everybody said, a call to holy living. And that's important, uh, a call to holy living. That's extremely, extremely important, right? And let's talk about that. And that's important because uh, we have a responsibility. And I want you guys to know, without a shadow of a doubt, man, that God loves us unconditionally. God loved us so much, man, that he gave us his spirit. God's mission and his purpose is that every man be saved. And the key to salvation in the kingdom, man, is being born again. Uh, Being born again is something, man, that's so powerful because it happens from above. And it comes into your life, transforms your life so we can be more like Christ. And so we can really do God's work because God gave us dominion in the earth. But he really, really, really wanted the world to know and Satan to know that my children is the bomb. And, and there's no weapon formed against them could ever prosper, especially when they're in contact with him. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So living holy and living righteous is a big thing. Holy really is setting your life apart really so it can be like Christ. Right? Uh, we know, here's the beauty of God. God always reminds us of what's right and what's wrong. And then we have to make the choice. Right. And but he gave us his Holy Spirit so we can help make the right choice. Right. And he wants us man. anytime somebody comes in contact with you, they need to know that you are a reflection of your daddy. You are a reflection. You're known by the fruit you bear. Right. So God gave us his fruit. Right. And it's the fruits of the spirit. Now, when you see the fruits of the spirit, you get to see them manifested in people's lives. I think the greatest evidence of holy living, right, is the way you treat people. Everybody say the way you treat people. Now, as we move in this lesson, it's going to be a little different. Remember this here. Satan's mission is to derail you, to get you off the track and go down his path, right? We have, listen to me, we are taking on a battle like never before in history. Satan is coming at us, man, at a way like never before, and we have to stay the course, right? You, you have to understand that like never before, Satan is attacking, right? And he's so slick, 
He's slicker than slick. He can transform himself into an angel of light. Right? And here's the thing. We're in an informational age. And there's so much information out there, man. We can really justify whatever we want to justify. To live any kind of way we want to live. And we want to do it in the name of God. Some people. And some of it just in the name, I'm going to do me. Right? Uh, but those who are saved, who are giving their life to God, they go, sometimes they go through scripture to try to justify their behavior. Right? When they know it's wrong. Right? You know treating people bad is not good. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's talk about it a little bit. Right? So John uh, was writing, and John says, Beloved, uh, I wish above all things all right, that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your what? Soul prosper. Everybody says soul prosper. Now, listen now. It's important. He says, I wish above all things. My wish for you is that you be prosperous. Right? That's the wish. That's God's wish for us. God's wish for us is that we, now, now who determines whether we're going to be prosperous or not? It ain't God. It's really us. It's us based on how we line ourselves up with the kingdom of God. We determine whether we're going to be prosperous or blessed or not based on what we do, not what somebody else do. All right, we want to say, well, God going to do No, this about you. Everybody says about me. I got a young lady who's going to be preaching on the 27th. She's coming, uh, I think she's out of South Carolina. Her name is Glory, Glory Huff, and she's my classmate. So she's going to be speaking here, and she's going to say, it's all about me. Right? And it's going to be interesting. she got a powerful story in the book. Right? Um, but I want you to know something. You represent a God right, that sits high and looks low. And he's watching you. And his objective is that you be like him. Can you imagine God wanting you to be like him? Imagine that. God wants you, you, listen, you, you who think you're nothing, God wants you to be like him. You who somebody think is nothing, God wants you to be prosperous. God wants you to be successful. Right? God wants you to be in a great marriage. God wants you to be a great boss, a great employee, a great mom, a great dad, a great child. God wants you. Satan wants to destroy your life. He's walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. Right? He wants to know whose spirit is weak that he can take over. Right? And when you stay away from the word of God and you tie and you lock yourself into the world... Remember this here. Whatever you lock yourself into is going to control you. That's why the born-again experience is so important, right? Because you have to be transformed and allow God to use you, right? So when John was talking to the writer, he says, listen, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prosper, your intellect, your wisdom, your knowledge, everything about you, your innermost being. He says, I want your innermost being to be successful. I want you to feel good about who you are, right? So, in John, as John was writing in the Gospel of St. John, he told us this. He says, for God so loved the world, that was you. For God so loved you. For God so loved you. Young people, God loved you so much that he was willing to make his son 
a sacrifice on behalf of you. Now, it don't make sense to people who don't know the gospel, but you have to understand the Old Testament. When, whenever there was sin and something going on, they had to offer a sacrifice for the atonement of the sins of the people. When John saw Jesus coming, he said, he is the Lamb of God who come to take away the sin of the world. Now, I want you to think about that. Regardless how bad you were, God wants to save you. In your your raggliest life, as ugly as you was, God loved you. And he sent his son that if you embrace him and his teachings, it would transform your life. That's how much God loved you. So he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him. Now here's the believe in, right? It's more than just, I believe that Jesus is the Lord. I believe it so much that it transforms the way I walk. I start to walk the way he taught. I start to see the word of God and I literally start living that way. So God says, those who really embrace him and his teaching, really take in Christ. Right? He said, you're going to have eternal life. Here's the thing uh, that's important. You're going to be blessed beyond your wildest dream. Now, I'm not saying you're going to have finances, a new car, a new house, and all that. Some of that stuff comes as a package deal. But what you will have is a relationship with God and peace. Now, watch this here. How in the world do I ever go without when my daddy got it all? How, 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 how do you ever go without when your daddy got it all? Right? Now listen, he has it all. If you don't have it, somebody else have it, right? Because God gave it to them so they can help you. All God wants from you is righteous living. Everybody said righteous living. Everybody said live holy. Amen. Stay with me. All right? Now, let's get into Romans because Romans is a very powerful book because Paul writes to Rome and he's giving them man, about sanctification, about living holy. And it's important. He says, dear brothers and sisters, he says, I plead with you. I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. I'm doing this with all you people now. He says, I'm pleading with you, right? Watch this here. To give your bodies, everybody say your bodies, to God. Now pause there and put a pen in it, right? He says, I want you to give your bodies to God. That's important because your body is what God uses in order for you to move in this earth that he gave you dominion in. Once he expires the body, you're ineffective in the earth. Right? We call it death. Right? So, but as long as you got this body, God can use you. And it's important that you present your body as a sacrifice to him. Say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yield my hands to you, my feet, my eyes, Right? I'm going to yield it to you, all right? and I want to use it on behalf of you. Right? So when he tells them, he says, uh, present your body because of all he has done for what? You. Because everything God, that's everybody got a testimony of how good God has been. It wasn't your parents. It wasn't your husband. It wasn't your boss. It wasn't your wife. It was God that did what he did for you. He just used other people to bless you. 
and you thought it was them. Sometimes we give them the credit, but the credit really goes to God, right? And so God uses because we all belong to him. Now, this is important. Don't miss it, because when you live contrary, man, you create problems not only for you, but everybody that's associated to you. All right? Now, he says, uh, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. What is them? Every part of you. Everybody say every part of me. Every part of me, man, I want to use it on behalf of the kingdom. That's what holy living is all about. My five senses, everything about my body. God gave you this earth suit so you can be legal in the earth. So he gave you an earth suit because you're really a spirit. That's why when we're in spiritual warfare, and so some people, some people really get it. That's why your prayer, when you connect to God, it's a spiritual thing, right? And here's the thing. Now watch your life, right? It's your physical body, man, in this earth, man, is moving on behalf of the kingdom. But remember, that thing is drawing and pulling. Satan know it, so he used your body against you. All right? So he wants you to use it on be- his behalf, right? So uh, Paul goes on, and he says this. Do not or don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Because you've been set apart. These people who who had accepted Christ into their life, he said, you're different. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. He said, do not, whatever you do, man, don't try to be like the world. Right? And a lot of us, like, well, I I, I love the Lord, but I love life too. So I got to live this life to the fullest. Right? So what happens is we yield our bodies to be used by Satan. Right? And watch this here. And he said, I'm not playing with you. My purpose and mission is for you to use your body to work against God. Right? Use your bodies in such a way uh, that you bring shame not only to God but to yourself. And then and that's what he do. But he comes in. He doesn't play. That's his mission. He will trick you. He'll take you down a dark alley and show you a lot of light. And when you get down there, he'll turn the light off. And you're trying to figure out, how do I get myself out of this jam? But it all happened, man, because I took my body and I used it. And I used the instruments, man, on behalf of the Satan. When I know what's right and wrong. Now, hear me out. Hear me well. Everybody in this room know right from wrong. Even the babies. That's why sometimes they sneak and do stuff. And the reason why you sneak and do it because you know if somebody sees you, it's right, wrong. Amen? So God put something inside us, man, let us know what's right and wrong. Right? So, now listen to what he says. Do not or don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, everybody say let God. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Because whatsoever, however you think is who you are. If I'm going to commit a sin, I'm going to think about it before I ever commit it. That's why, listen, before I ever commit the sin, I got to start repenting before I ever get there. Because before I get there, I've already committed. So if I don't change the way I think, I'm going to carry it out and it's going to be manifested in my body. 
right? So uh, I, if I'm a cheater or Ardina, I'm a cheat in my mind before I cheat physically, right? So, and, and so I heard a writer say one time, he said, when you picked up the phone and hung up, before you left out the house, you had already committed the sin. That's why Jesus came back and told us, if you think about it, you've already sinned. Because he knows if you don't change the way you think, you're going to carry it out in your body. Amen. All right? And you're going to be thinking about it for everything. Everything in life starts with a thought. The bench you're sitting on was a thought before it became a bench. You was a thought before you ever got here. Hear me out. Hear me well. It's important. Right? He says, now... Change the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is what? What is God's will? Good and pleasing and perfect. That's God's will for you. Now, I want you to think about what you're doing and what's happening, and is it good? Right? Now, because God wanted to be what? Good. And he wanted to be pleasing. And he wanted to be what? Perfect. Right? Now, uh, living holy is important. Right? Now, it's important. Now, everybody said the wrath of God. The wrath of God is revealed. Now, hear the word. That's why, that's why I haven't read the Bible, I think. For this is my what? Bible. I am what it says I am. Now, some people now say, I don't care what the Bible say. You know, they did this shit because they, they don't want it. They don't want the Bible to hold them accountable. Right? But the word, everybody said the word holds you accountable. Whether you like it or not, it does not change. And remember, it is what it is. And you can't go around it. You can't change it. You can't theology your way out of it. It is what it is. Right? And so there's so many blessings, right? But there's so many consequences for your behavior. Now, when everybody eyes focus on me, because I'm going to show you something, man, that's really heavy. And we read it over and over and over, but we're going to talk about it. So in Romans chapter 1, Paul is writing, and I want you to take a picture of the screen so you understand what's going on, right? And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Paul was addressing some issues, man, because people knew God, they knew about holiness, and they chose not to do it. Everybody said, I know to do right, but I choose not to, because I'm going to do me, because I'm smart, right? Now, when, when, you, when you get rebellious and you think it's about you, you're going to pay the piper, right? Now, watch what happens. This is good. It says, the wrath, everybody said God's anger, right? So the wrath of God is being revealed. That means it's being shown. It's being revealed from where? Heaven. God is bringing it down from heaven. Miracle, winter. Hear me out. Nari, Jay, all you get. Listen to me. I just know y'all name. The rest of them, I don't know their name yet. I'm getting there. So now, so the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all. Everybody said against all. all. Not some, but against all godlessness and wickedness of people. So when you're wicked and you're doing things, little Terrio, and you know it's wrong, God is not happy with it and you got to deal with it. And you can't cry to mama and get your way out of it. Right? Now, it says... Godliness and wickedness of who? Everybody said people. people. Of people. Mm -hmm. And then when you go home, you're going to know this. Here's what he says. Who suppress, that means they hold down 
and they don't want to let it go. They don't want it to come up. They don't want the truth to come up. So they suppress the truth by their wickedness. So I, I try to hide the truth, man, by what I do wrong, the wicked. And I, what I'm really doing is trying to justify what I'm doing when I know it in my heart is wrong. Whether you steal an orange juice out the refrigerator when your mama told you not to, whether you skip practice and smoke some dope, or whether you, whatever you do, you know what's wrong. Everybody say I know what's wrong. Right now, then verse 19 says, Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. God, I don't care who you are, you've been in church long enough, whatever. Sometimes, man, you don't even know. I remember God told a story one time. He says a young girl was in church, and, 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 uh, and she had sex. And the rule in the church is if you have sex, before you marry, you get kicked out the synagogue, you kicked out of church. And the girl had sex and got caught. And so she had to come to the minister, and the minister, she told the minister, he said, uh, 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 I, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't know. My mama never taught me it was wrong. It was a young girl. She, my mama never taught me it was wrong. So the minister was torn. So my, what the minister said, he went to the leader. He says, I'm in a pickle. I don't know what to do. This young girl has come to me, and she said that uh, her mother and father never told her about this. He said, go back to her and ask her a question. Ask her, did she do it in the dark or did she do it in the light? He said, if she did it in the dark, she knew better. But if she did it out in the public, she really didn't know no better. When you sneak and do stuff, you act like you don't know, you know. Because God has revealed it to you. When you sneak behind the building, when you skip school and you ducking and dodging, you already know what's wrong. You don't have to tell you wrong. When you sneak late in the midnight hour and make a phone call and do a little phone sex, you know it's wrong. You want to suppress the truth. All right, let's get down big. Here what he says. Since the creation of the world, I'm gonna be done in a few, I'm gonna be done by 15 hours. And then I, come, I pick, finish it up next week. Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen since the beginning of time. Right? Being understood from what has been made so that the people are without what? There is no excuse. God has already revealed his truth from the beginning of time. He said, you know. I've given to you my word. You know the truth. Now, here's the thing. Satan's job is to try to pull you off the truth. He wants you to do something that's contrary, and I want you to justify it. Everybody say justify it. Remember, present your body as a living sacrifice because your body will get you in some serious trouble in the name of Jesus. Won't he do it? He will. Now, here's what he says in verse 21. For although, now I want you young people, get the, listen, take your phones, take a snapshot. All right? For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking, watch this here, but their thinking became fertile and their foolish hearts were darkened. All right? That means you, you, you stop thinking crazy and your heart became dark and you stop following Satan, but you don't know a Satan. You're really following yourself. 
but you're in a dark hole, and you don't know you're in a hole, right? Now, watch Romans 1 and 22, right? Although they claimed to be wise, they became what? Now, I want you to remember that statement. They, even though, now watch this here, they thought they were wise because they're smart, they really became fools, right? And then he says this. Therefore, I don't, I don't like, I hate reading this verse. I hate it, the Bible, right? Yeah. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their heart. God gave them over. Everybody said, God gave them over. Therefore, God gave them over. God says, you want to do it? Do it. Because you know, you, know, you know what's right and wrong, but do it. Right? Now, Satan is true. Everybody said, present your body as a living sacrifice. And watch this here. Your body is an is a, is a, is a earth suit that God has given you so you can move in the earth on his behalf. Now watch this here. Therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desire. That was they, they want the, their desire. This is my desire. Everybody say desire. desire. Don't fool yourself, man, because your desire gets you in trouble. Your desire, desires of their own heart to sexually impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. That's a touch of something right there, isn't it? So they start using their bodies and they start degrading their bodies because with each other. They wanted to have sex. They wanted to do what they wanted to do and they were sneaking and doing it and they were doing it because it was feeling good to them. And they were degrading their bodies. And they were doing it because your body was used, man. It's your temple that houses the Holy Spirit. And you can't use it and take it and do anything with it. Right? Now, but they were doing that. Right? They were all making idols and all this kind of stuff, worshiping. They quit worshiping the real God, and they started making wood because they knew the wood wouldn't, wouldn't do nothing to them. So they made all kinds of statues and all that. Now, I want you to hear me well. All right? He says, to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged, everybody say exchange, the truth about God for a lie. They took the word of God and they exchanged it for a lie. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that, right? So they took the word of God and they exchanged it and says, I want to believe this instead of that because this is real, right? Then he says this. Because of this, God gave them over. Everybody said God gave them over. Yeah. If you want to do it, then I'm going to take my hands off you since you don't want to operate the way I want you to operate, and I'm going to let you do you. I'm going to let you do you. You can do you. You want to do you, do you. Right? Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Now, here's lust. I want it so bad. I want to do this here. I got the can't help this. I'm on fire. I'm horny as heck. I'm doing all kind of stuff, man. You're on the internet, you're doing pornography, you're doing, I mean, you're doing it all. You just, your flesh, your body is desiring to do, it's getting you to walk contrary to God. Ooh, that's scary, ain't it, right? Now, now, I know some of you guys said, ooh, Jesus, leave me alone. Right now, he says, God gave him over to shame, everybody said shameful. 
Now they decide to do things. Now watch this here. God says, since you don't want to listen to me, all right, Crystal, watch this here. I ain't going to mess with you, but what you're about to do is going to be shameful. Right? He says, for your, you want lust? Shameful lust. Then he says, even their women exchange the natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. What does that mean? That means women no longer want to sleep with men. They want to sleep with women. He said, I'm just going to turn you over. You, you want you 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 to violate my word? You don't want to follow my, ro- my laws? You want to do? I, I, you want Satan to run you because you want to do you? And, and I am who I am. And, and I know this here. And, and this I am. He said, I'm going to turn you over to your shameful lust. He says, now listen to me. This ain't, I'm not, because I love everybody. I'm just telling you what the word says. He, and then he said, watch this here. And they exchanged their natural sexual desire for unnatural ones. That means they want it. Now, all of a sudden, uh, you have such a passion and desire for women. You said, oh, she looks so good, man. She is sexy. Oh, my God. Right? You used to didn't like them. But now you like them. Right? Now, all of a sudden, man, so much so, it's just, I just got to have it. This is it. I love them so much. I just, this is, I just love her. Right? Let me keep going. Mm. Number slide. Verse 27. My, my screen won't pick it up. I don't know why I won't pick it up. Is it, just, is it on the screen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on the screen. It's just not on my iPad. Here we go. Let me read this. It's kind of tiny. With my iPad. It's, it's a whole lot of stuff. It says, in the same way, the men also abandoned their natural relations with a woman and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with one another and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Woo-wee! This ain't nothing new under the sun. This was written thousands of years ago. It's almost like God was writing a book today. Crazy, isn't it? Right? And how it, what caused it? What caused it was their lack of living holy. They, they, their lack of God. So when you start to turn away from Christ and God, then what Satan says, I got you now. Because you don't have no protection. You don't walk from up under the umbrella, and I promise you're going to get soaking wet. He said, when I get done with you, man, they ain't going to be able to identify you. They're going to know if you're, ooh-wee. They ain't going to know, right? That's what Satan does to you. Now, I'm, this, ain't, uh, this is nothing. I'm just telling you what happened back then, yeah. right? And so what's happening, you start to see the manifestations of it now. And what happens is, uh, and I'm not saying I don't know, no, I don't get into gender identity and all this kind of stuff. I just know that all of a sudden, uh, you start to see a shift, right? And so all of a sudden, and, and listen, and people still, they can praise God and worship God and love the Lord, but they know in their heart they're sinning. They know, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Now listen to me very closely, right? Because you justify it, and you try to make it right. 
you know, we have desires. If God, I heard one person, if God didn't want me to have it, why he put the desire in me? That's because your sin nature. That's why you got to be born again. Because your sin nature makes you pull for something that you don't need to be pulled from. It'll take you into a dark space. Right? Living holy is real. Everybody say real. real. Now all of a sudden, man, you, you sign desire. And then listen to me. This is important. Right? What happens to people, it ain't got nothing to do with whether you're homosexual or lesbian. I ain't talking about that. I'm just talking about sin. What happens is you have a desire for your flesh greater than your love for God. So you want to have, you want to commit sexual sin. And the devil, once you start committing sin and doing stuff wrong, you let the, self, the devil come in. And one of, the, one of the ramifications of it is when they turn, they took the truth of God and started turning to a lie to justify them. He said, I just let you loose. And what is the one thing, man, that just grabs, grabs us? It's our sexual desire. It's such a strong desire. And that thing, when it gets inside you, it ruins you, whether you like a man or a woman. When you, that's, listen, relationships will destroy you. You can be a straight person in a straight relationship, and that thing go wrong, sour, and it'll mess your head up. What happens when you're walking in sin? And you now, and some people use it as a scapegoat. Okay, I got to stop. I'm really, I'm way over time. People ain't going to come back next week. But you want to hear the rest of the message. So you got to come back next week, all right, to hear the conclusion of the matter, right? So it's important, all right? And so uh, what do we do, right? We have, everybody say we have to repent, right? Well, nothing clicked. Screen won't, there you go. All right, what do we do? We have to repent. Now, listen, I'm not talking about same-sex marriage. I'm not talking about none of that stuff. I'm talking about your life is walking contrary to God. If you're living contrary to God, you need to repent and tell God you're sorry so whatever you do, so you can get on the right path and let God, the truth of God, be revealed in your heart, right? So you can be in the right relationship with God. You cannot, listen to me, it's hard for God to bless you, man, when you're operating in sin. A lot of people want to continue to sin, and they want, you can pray all you want until you deal with that sin. That's why David says, and I'm going to talk about creating me a clean heart, Lord. And re- watch what he said. And renew the right spirit. I mean, a, a wrong spirit has got in there. Yeah, so renew the right spirit in me. And we're going to talk about it. You got to get the right spirit. So you got to get, this thing is real. And, it's, and I'm scared of young people, man. I'm, I promise you, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified because here's what happened with young people, man. Young people don't have a spiritual strength to deal with Satan. And when they become rebellious against their parents, they open themselves up for Satan to be used by him. Then all of a sudden, man, you're doing crazy stuff in school. You're acting a fool. You're stealing. You're robbing. You're, I'm telling you, you're doing, you're doing drugs. I just, my, my nephew just came down from Edabena, Mississippi, and he was telling me, he said, man, listen, they dying so fast, they like dropping like flies. And listen to, hear me out, man, for real. That spirit is real. They taking the pills now and lacing it with fentanyl. And you young people think you know. That's how the Satan, Satan to trick you and make you think you know. Oh, yeah, say, I'm taking a knock code. No, you're taking some fentanyl. And, and he was telling me two kids, 
uh, two young people went on lunch break in, in, uh, on lunch break when they found them behind the building. The man dead in the front seat and the girl dead in the back. Because they break, they're taking this stuff down and breaking it down. Listen, Satan ain't playing with you. Here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to kill your body because without your body, you are effective in the earth. You're only good for the kingdom, man, as long as you're alive. As long as you're alive, God can use you. Satan said, if I can kill them, they can't bless the kingdom. Right? And so you see the, you see the ramifications of the sin. Now, I want to make this clear, man, as I move forward, as I, I'm done. This, this ain't, when I read that about your shame for desire, men burning their lust for men, all that, the message is not about LGBTQ. The message is about sin. And how God says, because of your sin, I turn you on you for your, for your what? For your fleshly desires. Now, because you, you don't want to listen to me, I'm just going to let you loose and do you. One of the ramifications of it, one of the side is that you may become like this. Now, he wasn't even talking, listen, this was, he was talking to people two, three thousand, so when y'all said, well, he talking about me? Nope, that was three thousand years ago. He just fits you today. <laughs> that ain't had nothing to do with me. He was talking to them, man, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand years ago. It's amazing how he seemed like he was talking to 22 on a microphone. If you don't get your life in order, and I'm done, if you don't get your life in order and line your life up with Christ and bring him into your life, I don't care who you are. You can be smart, brilliant, whatever. I don't care who you are. Satan doesn't care nothing about your intellectual, your intellect. He don't care what your family line is. He don't care nothing. He said, I come to kill, steal, and destroy. And if you will yield to me, that's why, if I can get your kids, listen, the justice says this him. If you give me your kids up to seven years old, I can tell you what they're going to be like 25 years from now. A lot of you are screwing up when your kids are zero to seven. And their whole life is set after that. Now all of a sudden you're fighting a battle, man. You got to get all kinds of spirits out of them. You want to tell them to sit down now, you can't tell them to sit down later. Now they're jumping from the rafters. That's the, I'm telling you, the God loves the truth. Right? And, and some of us are like that here. Now for those who don't know no better, right, I offer you Jesus. Because he is your greatest defense against Satan. People say, oh man, I want to hear that Jesus stuff. Okay, listen to me. Is Jesus Christ and him crucified that comes into your life, transforms the way you think. You start to see things differently. And then he gives you the power to be to stand up against those things. You got to have something inside of you to help you stand up against those things. Jesus offers you power the Holy Spirit to be able to stand up against Satan, identify him, and say, no, I cannot say no to sex without Jesus. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. Right? I can't do it. I don't have the power to do it, man, apart from Christ. If I walk away from the church, I'm going to lose my wife because I know I'm a cheat. Because if I walk away from Satan, man, I know that nature that was in me, man, before I got saved. God, and when he, listen, when he killed that sin nature and put his spirit inside me, man, he changed me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Stephanie said, good God Almighty, ooh, Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Everybody said, thank God for Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. I challenge you all to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Hear me out, young people, adults as well. You have to make Jesus. God gave you Jesus. And you can read on the internet all the smart stuff. You can go back to Egypt and do all that kind of stuff. If you stu- well, while you're studying all that stuff, I want you to study the life of Jesus. What Jesus did was he came into our life and changed the way we think. And then he started operating from a position of love. Watch this here. We start to love people. So now there's, it's almost impossible for me to be a drug dealer and have Jesus. It's almost impossible for me to be a prostitute and have Jesus. I can't embezzle no money for real and not have Jesus. And nothing, I, listen, his teachings will transform you and it gives you the power. He is so powerful that he can take a person, man, that's been strung out for 30 years. They take on this teaching, man, and they give up drugs. Just on this teaching alone. That's how powerful Jesus is. So when people say, you don't need Jesus, that's a bunch of bull crap and all that, there's nobody else to do it. The thing, listen, the thing that got Elijah Muhammad in trouble with Islam was Malcolm found out he had got them younger. He couldn't hold his pressure. And he had such a desire for sex. He was having sex with the young girls, having babies within the mosque. And Malcolm found out about it. And when Malcolm found out about it, he confronted him. It cost him his life. But they found out that Elijah Muhammad, who's the leader of the nation of Islam, who was talking about righteousness, watch this here. He had took Muhammad in, took his teaching. It was some powerful teaching, but it wasn't enough to stop him from having sex with little girls. They weren't girls. They was young, young adults. But he wasn't supposed to be doing it. And he kept doing it and said, I'll just spread my seed. That sounds good. I should try that and see what I didn't even say. <laughs> I just want the durian seed to go from here to here to here. In the name of God. That sounds like a good idea. Right, they said, don't do it, brother. Dude. I can't get you out of this one. Right. But G- here's what Jesus do. Jesus will really help you get yourself under control. And here's another thing, and I'm done. I promise I'm done. She got a coat on. She didn't buckle it up and everything else. She's a, right now. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, you're going to make me stay 45 more minutes because I want you to get hot. I want you to start. I ain't going to leave till she starts sweating. <laughs> Here's the biggest thing that Jesus would do when you embrace him. Even if somebody wronged me, I forgive them. If I said, no, nah, but they ain't no good. What they did was too grievous and all that. No, Jesus can help you do it. Satan's job is to kill, steal, and destroy. He want, listen, he'll make your mate do something so grievous, man, that is so crazy, right? And you're like, this is crazy. This is unforgivable. Jesus, no, that's Satan working. He got in. Somebody gave him a gap to get in. Now watch Jesus. What do you do about it? He said, forgive him. Why is that? He said, because when you were nothing, you was on your last leg, you had nowhere to go, and nobody, I forgave you. Yeah. You didn't think yours was that bad. He said, but I forgave you. When you, sne- when you did something nobody else knew about it, for me, it would have destroyed you and your whole reputation if I had revealed it. Ain't a person in here can't get a testimony. Not a person walking, not even Pastor Duran. I thank God for the covering of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. 
Everybody stand to your feet. Give the Lord a hand clap. I went over a few minutes, man, because she could took my time. All right. Right. So listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to offer him to you. I want you to come to the altar. Listen, don't, don't come yet. When service is over, I want you to come to the altar and give your life to the Lord. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord and say, today is the day that I'm going to recommit or rededicate my life to the Lord. And from the day, the day is my birthday, I'm going to start over and I'm going to walk in the path of righteousness. All you got to do is just come up, give me a high five. All I want you to do is fill out a card. Put your name front so I can call you. Please, just fill out a card. If you don't want to come up front, but you promise you're going to rededicate your life to the Lord, please write it down so I can pray for you and give you a call, just give you a word of encouragement because we need encouragement. Amen? Amen? For those who want to give to the offering, you give according to Giveify. You give online. I don't have to go over there. Everybody know by now. For our visitors, you can give online through Giveify. Uh, we have an app online, Kingdom Embassy. You can give an offering on the way out the door if you write checks, uh, however you want to do it. But thank you for all your financial contributions, everything you've done. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for every single person here. Thank you for Jesus Christ and what he did for us at Calvary. We ask you, Lord, right now to renew your spirit within us. Let us start to walk. Let today be the day that we walk in righteousness. Lord, so Satan can come in and just mess up our families, our lives, our relationships in the name of Jesus. We pray for every single person that love you that Satan is trying to attack. Give them strength in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We love you. Give us traveling mercy as we go home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For those who want to give their life to the Lord, who want prayer, please come forward. Minister Terrio and all that. I'm going to go out front because I want to say hello to some people on the way out. But yes, I need an ask. Right. Please come forward. Let me take this off. <laughs>